0: Well, Kimberly, last day of Mykonos Mergalopolis.
1: All right. Can we tell them what you did?
0: What I did with what?
1: So, coming off of our last episode, we were in Naxos smelling trash and with rude people, and it was horrible, right?
0: <laughs> um, for those of you that did not listen to that episode, in short, we checked in we did a week in Noxos so where we attempted to do a week. We lasted two days because our beautiful bougie um, super high, expensive super expensive um, uh, hotel. hotel room was over a trash dump. they wouldn't move us. So I have a philosophy I go to where I'm treated best. And I decided that to uh, run, it was not Noxos. It to was, run
1: like a little girl away from Naxos and back to Mykonos.
0: Back to Mykonos. The hotel that we love just happened. They're at full capacity. They happened to have one room left. They gave it to us. We took a ferry. I sat there and looked out and I said, while we were in Noxos, I said, do you mean to tell me that 20 minutes away I could solve all my problems? Pack up. Let's pack up our shit. Get on the ferry and go. And we have spent the last three or four days uh, here in uh, in Mykonos. We got our COVID test yesterday, which was super easy.
1: Negative. A
0: lady came to the room and uh, did a little tickle, tickle in the nose. Um, and uh, we just got the email, which was our COVID happy ending. We're all negative, and we're. Uh, We're getting ready tomorrow. Tomorrow's our last day. So we'll spend the day here, go to Athens uh, for a night, and then um, a very early morning and long Lewis and Clark expedition back to the sunny skies of Los Angeles. But But then what happens? uh, We just
1: just go back and chill, right? It's Netflix and chill?
0: It's not Netflix and chill. Um, It is going to be Netflix and ill. Um, (laughs) We have uh, 30 days. uh, We are in the 40-day countdown now to moving to Italy and uh, every one of those uh, days, once we get back to LA, will be accounted for, uh, and it may uh, it, and it will include everything from garage sales to uh, selling the car, which is what this episode is going to be about—not selling the car, but um, getting uh, getting rid of things. All uh, right, so let's, well,
1: let's let's talk about it. <laughs>
0: let's get into it. So, can I share uh,
1: something real quick? Yes. Yeah. I made a discovery today that I am so freaking excited about. I can't even tell you.
0: Okay. Are you ready
1: for my discovery? I'm
0: ready for you. I don't think I, this is, it sounds like it's fresh off the presses.
1: It is so fresh off the press. So in my head, moving to to Italy means I get to explore all parts of Europe. Mm. And yesterday you told me, I think you might've had too much to drink, but you agreed somehow that every summer... Uh, You would choose what we do in July, which will basically be Greece, because you like certainty, and I get to choose whatever I want in August.
0: Yeah, so just for context, true? It it is true. It's sober reflection. It's still true. There's multiple things here. Number one, yes, I did have too much to drink. Um, out now. Number two, um, I think uh, we we bumped into a couple that were uh, next to us uh, from the states. And uh, they live in Dubai. So I said, you know, what's your summers like? She said, well, the summers are unbearable. So we do a month here and then we do a month in the Hamptons. And so I said to Kim, well, that sounds like a great idea. Like, you know, for us, it's super hot. It's going to be super hot in Florence and we need a place that we want to escape to. Uh, or we would like a place to escape to for July and August. So let's do, you know, the month of uh, July in uh, in Greece and and do the month of August, you know, somewhere else. And so, you know, there are many destinations that are super cold during the year that I would definitely say I'm not going to Norway in December, but Kim would love to go, as an example, to Copenhagen or something like that. So I said, you know what?
1: I'm the adventurous
0: one. On the third, at the end of the, or in the middle of the third glass of wine, I said, (laughs) how about you, I'll take July, you take August, and wherever you want to go, I will go. Now, I actually, upon sober reflection, don't regret that. And here's why I don't regret it. Because if I have no say in the matter, and this is what I'm doing, for some reason or another, my brain will say, look, you get July, you can do what you want and she gets August and you got to roll with it. Um, but if I have a say in it, she and I will continually argue over me not being happy. So I'm intentionally making myself in quotes, not happy because you're going to get what you want and not having to have a say in it allows me to do it. And then like every other time, like when you sent me later? to the, the hellhole of Montenegro and Yugoslavia that I did not want to go to and then went to and said, wow, this is not that bad. It's great. So um, can I tell you what, you what you're I'm so excited about? about?
1: Yes. OK, so originally I was like, OK, so flying out of Florence, Florence is like not a major airport, really. I mean, it is international, but it is. Usually Rome. Like you're flying out of Fumancino to go places. But what I found today is that look at this map. Out of Pisa, which is a forty-five-minute train ride from Florence.
0: As in the leaning tower of?
1: As in the Leaning Tower of, they have an airport that flies to 75 destinations in 26 countries in Europe and a few in the Middle East and Africa-ish, North Africa, Morocco. Twenty six countries, seventy five destinations, direct. So now, P- when I'm, Pisa saying, will be
0: our new hub. Look at this. Yeah, and so, and even if they didn't have that, you'd you'd still have Rome or Milan. No,
1: right, but Pisa is so simple. Like flying out of Fumancino, <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. Like flying out of Pisa, no big deal. But what I found mm. is that they fly direct to an airport that's an hour and a half away from Concal in France.
0: Concal is where the clams are.
1: Uh, oysters, but yeah. Oh,
0: there's no clams?
1: There's no, no, I mean, there might be, but that's not what it's known for. It's known for, it's the oyster capital of the world, that Northwest part of France. Anyway, what, the, we're, we're getting lost in, in the weeds here, but I am just so freaking excited that we can fly out of Pisa. We can go to Portugal for $22 on Ryanair from Pisa. And it takes two hours and 55 minutes. We can be in Corfu in one hour in 10 minutes. And it's like... $68. $68. Like, this is yeah, mind-blowing to me.
0: It's really great. You know, I was just the owner of our hotel. I just uh, was in his office, and we were talking about some different stuff, and, and we were talking about our, our upcoming move, and he said, you know, I was in Los Angeles recently. There was a shooting right outside my door my door of the hotel, and the person died. And he said, Is that a unique experience? I said, No, it's Tuesday. Um, that is a very common experience since COVID. You know, Even before I said, COVID. during COVID, you know, everybody was locked up. So crime obviously was down, but after COVID, it's going through the roof now. And he was trying to understand, you know, like I explained to him that. Even, even, uh, kindergarteners right now, they're going through like, you know, shooting drills on how to handle it. And they're doing, uh, they're taking, uh, backpacks, uh, with, uh, you know, military first aid kit and training them in case, uh, there was a shooting in the school, uh, training the children on how to react to it. And that, you know. He he couldn't, under, I, I realized five minutes into the conversation that he could not even comprehend what I was saying because it didn't, it was one of those things where he speaks perfect English, but he, he's saying like, am I not understanding your English? And I was like, no, 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 that's what's happening. And anyway, uh,
1: but why'd you bring that up?
0: I brought that up because these destinations that you are, that you're talking about are destinations that are inspiring. And he said, you know, right now, The places that are the most soulful and the places that are the most beautiful, I think, are um, Greece. Of course, he said that Italy and Portugal. He said those three places are the places that we think of as Europeans as soulful, cultural. And places that people live and feel the best in. And I thought that was a nice reinforcement for us being here in Europe, listening to somebody talk about those three things. Okay. So thank you for uh, letting us catch up on our life with you. A lot of, a lot of you like to listen to where we are in this journey and uh, have a little bit of behind the scenes. Uh, so that may not have been that educational for you, but you never know what comes out of it that can help you. So today what I wanted to talk about is. Uh, d- uh, dying a different kind of death, dying a uh, a metaphorical or a metaphoric uh, death. And when I think about things in my life that I've had to, that I've grown from, whether it was a bad money mindset, whether it was uh, a body that I didn't love, whether it was a way of living, in all cases, I had to die a death of the way that I was living to allow me to move on to the next level. So let's just make a a simple example that I think everybody can relate to. And we'll, we'll talk about money mindset, which is just basically, you know, uh, how you view money, you know do you view it as a, a limited um, resource, a, a scarce resource that there's a pie and there's only so much money for everybody and once it's taken, you you know you're not going to get your share or do, you, or do you view it as unlimited? And the sky's the limit you can have as you know as much as you want. Well, if you make the decision to view it in the latter way that I just explains, your previous self that perhaps were raised with parents that were like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and, you know, maybe, you know, taking every little, uh, uh, the end of every piece of soap and putting it together and making, you know, one soap or, you know, you get the idea of all these little ways. Um, and you decide that you're going to let that story go. Then you have to die that death and you have to say, I'm not going to think that way anymore. I'm going to think a new way. And to think in that new way, you have to become a new person. And eventually, if you die enough deaths, that old person, while may look familiar to you when you look at a photo of them, you don't recognize who the inside of that person is because that person has died. You, you have died many deaths since that
1: person. So in relation to what we're about to do... The de- we're dying many deaths on many levels, uh, creating this new life. You know, in America, it's very common to acquire, acquire things, houses, cars, an un- unreasonable amount of clothes and shoes and all of these things. And we don't just fill our house. We fill our house, a, a garage and a storage unit with things. And that's not... Common around the world, it is more common that people have a small closet filled with uh, outfits that they love versus buying one in every color, and which I'm super guilty of. And you know, things are like true things, material things, are not as desired in quantity like they are in the U.S. I feel like, and I, I could definitely be making some globalizations here. I'm sure there are people all over the world that collect lots of things, but in Italy specifically, you know what we've been told by locals that we've met over the last couple of decades is that they may have a couple of amazing outfits that are high quality that they love, and that's it. It's it's not a massive quantity of 82 pairs of shoes like we do in the U.S. And in the US, we get attached to things like the rocking chair that I rocked Sophia in uh, as a baby. I was very attached to it. I had emotional attachment to it. I literally dragged that thing from Atlanta to LA and is currently sitting in a storage unit because I have nowhere to put it. But this emotional attachment, I couldn't relinquish. Well, now we're moving to Italy and... I'm I'm ready. Our friend Darren uh, says that you have to have an insensitive day and just throw things out. Otherwise, we just acquire too many things and we're going to be having a whole lot of... Ins- we're going to have an insensitive 30 days over the next month before we go because we're not taking things with us. You know, initially, like Rob, think back to when we started this process. We had full on like desire to get a 20-foot cargo container and put everything we own in it, including our car. And now we've hit the point where we realize we don't need to do this. We need to get rid of everything. And we're just bringing luggage and the things that we absolutely love and need. And it's been very difficult. And that's part of dying that death is a lot of these things that we've been holding on to Uh, from previous life, from emotional places, they got to go.
0: So now you think about these things, right? And you look at them and you say, okay, well, I've decided that I'm not going to take everything I own. I'm not going to put it on a cargo ship. I'm not going to take the car. Well, okay, so what are you going to do? So now these conversations are starting to come up, right? It goes from the, the general high level. All right, we just won't take it to, okay, well... You have or
1: are a, we going to store you, it in a storage container? Well, you, you know? have
0: you have a car now. Yeah. What do you want to do with that car? Okay, we're going to sell it. So then that means we won't have a car. Mm-hmm. It means you're going to move to Europe without a car. But I've always owned a car. Yeah. Well, you're going to sell it, so I won't have a car, right? Yeah. No, you're not going to have a car. Like, not. No, you're not going to have one. Okay. Well, I had this desk that I I have this desk that I love. It's giant. It's like the size of a bedroom. And it's it was custom made for me. In Atlanta. In Atlanta for podcasting and for doing coaching well, on.
1: Originally, it was made actually for your office in our medical office.
0: Yeah, but then it was, it, but wound, then it, it, wound, it wound up being
1: perfect. But But think about that. You were a chiropractor in a medical office. You redid your office so you would love it. You had this desk made. And then when we sold the clinic, the desk came home. And then when we moved to California, the desk came to California. And now, I mean, it's a huge desk and it's perfect for coaching and podcasting and all those things. But we've literally had legitimate conversations about putting it on a boat and sending it to Italy.
0: Right. So, so here's the point. The point is that it's something that I love. I get pleasure out of every single time I use it. I am not a pack rat. I am not a hoarder. I'm not somebody who holds on to names? things. No, I'm not somebody who holds on to things at all. But when I find something that I love, I absolutely love it. I am I am more the kind of guy that gets rid of everything that I don't love and only keeps the things that I do love. This is why I keep you.
1: And <laughs> Thank so you. I appreciate you.
0: Welcome. Um, so so the point is that now I have to look and say, okay, what are my options with this desk? I could. Put it on the cargo ship. No, we're not doing that. I could put it in a storage facility. Well, what the hell am I going to do with it in the storage facility? I could ship it air freight. Well, it's going to cost as much for me to ship air freight as it would. How am I going to get this thing into, you know, a a 14th century building uh, walking up the stairs, you know, however many stairs we're going to be up, you know, to a rooftop place that we have. That's I don't even know physically if it would get in the door. And my point is that there are probably a dozen things that fall into that exact category. Your
1: surfboard. My your, surfboard's your, another your example.
0: Bike. So there is a death that I have to have. I love, I don't want to spend 20 minutes on everything I love, but I um, hand-built a Rad electric power bike that I use every day. When I get on that bike, I'm in the California sun, uh, cruising like a like a sun kiss commercial uh, down the strands next to the beach, looking at the ocean uh, with my earbuds in, listening to music that's inspiring. Sometimes it's actually the Beach Boys, and live in my California dream. So that bike represents the feeling of freedom and joy and sun and surf and the accomplishment of the goal of moving to California. I got to sell that bike now. I have to sell it because it's too fast for EU laws. It's too expensive to ship because the, to ship it, the weight of it is as much as, as it would be to buy it new. And frankly, if I bought it new, one of the downsides of living in Italy is that there's bicycle thefts. Um, that's very common there. And they will snatch an e-bike very, very quickly. No matter, they, they, there's a, you know, my friends who are living there said, your lock better be bigger than the, th- than the bike itself um, because it's going to be gone. So point is, I got to get rid of it. And I'm not going to name every single thing now in this podcast that I have to get rid of. But each of these things I told Kim yesterday, they're like a paper cut. I'm like dying a thousand deaths from by paper cut. Um, and
1: this is going to be hard for you because it's, it's
0: it's hard leaving. It's going to be hard to leave California. Well,
1: but all of it represents like the selling of your bike, the selling of your surfboard, like all of those things represent a death of a California dream that you've wanted for 30 years.
0: Here's the point. The point is wherever you are in your life, if you want to go to the next level, Not every time, but chances are you're going to have to die some death. You're going to have to die some piece of you, some philosophical way of looking at things, some belief that you have, you will have to let go of in order to become someone new. And right now I am in the midst of going through Uh, I don't want to make this more dramatic than it needs to be. Well,
1: you're moving to Italy. They're pretty dramatic. They're pretty dramatic. You can make it dramatic. But
0: these deaths are not easy. They're fucking hard. But what's the
1: new thing you're holding on to? The new phrase.
0: Oh, this is a great one. My new phrase, and it's new for me, so uh, bear with me while I uh, stumble through it. But then my new phrase is, what if everything turns out better than I expected? What if it turns out better than I expected? And so the way I would apply this here is what if getting there turns out even better? And we decide that, you know, we want to, we ultimately are going to get a villa in, you know, in the hills of Tuscany and we're going to get, because they're not going to steal a bike there. We're going to get an e-bike there where you've swapped, you know, uh, an e-bike in California for an e-bike going through the hills of Tuscany. Or, you know, what if you get there and you decide that you don't really want a car and you, uh, you love walking because it gives you time to think and it gives you uh, movement in your body and you get your 10,000 steps in. You get the point there. You know, there, there's a, there's a belief that it could be even better. So
1: can I share something with you? Yep. What you're going through right now with the death of California and the California dream and the hope that it will be better is exactly what I did in reverse. When we left Italy, I was devastated and we only were there for four months. I, you know, we've been in California almost two years, but we were in Italy four months and When we left, I was completely devastated. The walks, the cafes, the the grocery, the market, all of the things, I was devastated. And I went to California because it was your dream, right? And I spent eight weeks crying. Every time I went to Target, I, I was pissed about it. Every time I went to the grocery store, I was pissed about it. But I will tell you in reflection now that it worked out way better than I thought it would. Mm. I made a new, best, lifelong friend that I wouldn't have made otherwise. I've elevated my business. I've made new business partners in my network marketing company. I've um, watched Sophia enjoy playing in the sand and all kinds of just sweet things there. And I, it, it definitely turned out better than I had anticipated. So if I can give that to you as proof that it will turn out better than you're expecting... Uh, I know it's not going to help you when we when people come to purchase some of these items because that's hard, um, but it will turn out better than you expect.
0: But you know, what's interesting is, you know how these uh, time hops, uh, I call it time hops, but you know what I mean? Where like- You're going, you,
1: you're going back.
0: Going back. You're where going you,
1: back a decade in that app. Yeah. Mem- <clears throat> memories.
0: Memories where you wake up in the morning and you look back on- um Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I think, you know, five years ago. What's interesting about doing a podcast like this is this is a, this episode is a bit of a time capsule and, you know, one or two years from now when we're living in in Italy for, for a few years, we can look back on this and go, oh my God, that's how we were thinking. Like, this is what, and you know, it's always a bit different than you expect it to be. So.
1: And had we rolled into Italy, by the way, with a 20 foot cargo ship container filled with all of our shit, Mm. like, in two years, we would have been going, why did we do this? And
0: what do we do with all this shit? And what do do we do with all
1: this shit? And how do we get rid of it? And, you know, this is one of the things too. I'm so grateful that we have a network that we're coming into in Italy that has helped us with advising us to basically not bring anything because they've done it. They've been there. I read one blog about a guy that brought his car over. I mean, it's thousands of dollars to do that. Yeah, it's not cheap. Uh, He brought his car over and he couldn't get it registered. The the Italian DMV wouldn't even register the car because they didn't feel like it. And that's the kind of bureaucracy and stuff we're coming into. So the less things we bring and the more we buy there, I feel like the less issues we're going to encounter with all of these things. I love it. Know?
0: So think about uh think about yourself. What is a death that you know you need to die and you need to surrender and you can view it if it's easier as a story in your life. A story that got, you need to let go. That you need to uh that you need to, uh, to let go of. So we will uh, be keeping you updated. We, um, I've gotten some reach outs from people on our upcoming event in Tuscany, which we have absolutely no idea what we are doing. (laughs) Um, how do you like that for a sales pitch, but it will be something it's going to be much more of a working weekend. It'll be uh three days. We'll do it somewhere, uh, in Tuscany. And it's It's going to be for people, whether you're an individual or a couple that wants to live their dream life, not exactly sure what they want to do, or they know what they want to do, but they need some help. Um, And so it's, it's the sweet spot between uh, private coaching from me or Kent and Kim doing, doing our travel, uh, our high, our high level, you know, people, when they come to us, they'll either do the, our high level event, you know, where we take them around the world and we have all kinds of experiences with them. But other people, they're just not at that point. They're at a point where, like, hey, I'd love to do that, but I got some bigger things I need to work on now, so I can get to that point. I, you know, as much as I'd love to be bopping around uh, with you on these trips, I got to get my my life together in terms of my business and doing things I love because I'm in I'm
1: relationship. Not making and the
0: money that. I want. I don't have the relationship I want. I don't have the. I'm making the money, but I don't have the the freedom, or I'm doing I something a, I, I don't love to do. It's can how, I
1: share how I feel? This is going to look. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be something like we're in Tuscany. This is what I'm picturing. Okay, We're in Tuscany. We have a villa or some sort of bed and breakfast in a stunning location. We're doing long working lunches and hot seats. We're having some surprise experiences for people to engage in. um, Masterminding people's businesses, doing some work on relationship and working together and living together and without killing each other and all of the areas of our life that uh, we feel we can provide value in, but doing it in a way that is relaxed and Over, like I said, long lunches, dinners, stunning views, maybe some bike riding through Tuscany. I don't know. I
0: like like it. Look up our community number because I don't even know what it is. If you're, um, we're so good at this. If you're somebody who is, we're very um,
1: polished. I want you to know.
0: (laughs) Potentially interested in doing this. um, If you uh, call this number and you want them to call it,
1: text. Wow.
0: If you text this number.
1: Okay, so text us at 310-388-9724. Text the word weekend because this will be a working weekend. If you are interested in learning more about uh, whatever we decide to do in Italy, I hope you enjoyed that pitch. It was super thought out and um, we've been working a lot with uh, a marketing company on that pitch. So I hope you enjoyed it.
0: And they should be fired. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you next week.